if you let that heart rate and that rate of change drop so low, it's going to really kill you, in, particularly in times of change. When things like COVID hit, when the market changes externally, you need to be able to react. And you can be doing something now, even if your organization is currently stable, you can be doing something now to impact the rate of change and the attitude to change in your teams. Hi, and welcome to Helping You Perform. I'm your host, Paul Teasdale. Over a career working with high-performing teams from across the globe, including seven years working with Formula One team McLaren, I've learned a lot about what it takes to drive results. In this weekly podcast series, I'm going to be bringing you tips, tricks, and insights from the world of Formula One that you can apply for your organization for your own high performance. Enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Helping You Perform, where I bring the tips, tricks, and insights and some of the stories from the world of F1 and other high-performing teams to help you accelerate your own performance. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, episode 26, where I talked about leadership messaging and the importance of you as a leader in terms of how you portray yourself and your team in the good times and in the bad. So have a listen to that if you haven't already. In this week's episode, though, I want to talk about something that's been in conversation quite a lot for me recently, which is around the sort of heartbeat or the cadence of your organization and the impact that that has on change and the attitude to change and the pace of change in your organization. Now, this came about partly because we're talking about F1 with a couple of clients and a couple of people recently and saying, right, you know, this whole piece of you've got a week within the week, not a week, you've got within the week to make changes to your car, to your organization, to your processes. When something goes wrong and you've got a race the following week, there's no excuses for getting that uh, right within a couple of months. You can't wait that long to solve that problem. So that drives a pace of change and an innovative spirit and a way in which people work together that drives change at a much faster pace. And one of the reflections I've had across my career, I've worked in many different industries, in many different environments, and the heartbeat of the organization is very often set by the types of products it's making or the types of things it's doing and the timescales involved, the heartbeat of that organization. I'll give you a couple of examples from, I guess, the, the more manufacturing uh, world, because that might give you uh, a bit of a, an idea as to what I'm talking about here. One of my first jobs, in fact, my very first job was working for a place that repaired and overhauled airplane engine parts. So people would send in a part, and they would then replace that part on the um, on the aeroplane and put a new engine part, whatever it might be. And we would have that part to repair and overhaul it and then send it back. And it would typically then go into the spares storage. So there was very little drive for pace of change. In fact, the average turnover between getting a part in, overhauling it, getting it through all of our systems and then sending it back to the customer was over 100 days. Now, the actual work that went into repairing and overhauling was probably only a day or two. But because of the processes, because of the, the I guess, the, the stickiness, the, um, it was almost like syrup trying to move and drive change in that organization because there was no real pressure to. Because there was no real pressure to, you didn't 
need to drive and people didn't want to drive change at that sort of level. And I compare that to the job that I went into afterwards, which was in sausage making, where we would start the shifts at 6am, we'd have a good idea as to what products we were making that day and what volumes, but it wasn't confirmed until 8am for that day's production. So you'd have to react very quickly to what was happening. So that drove in itself a rate of change and a pace of change and a pace of innovation. So if something went wrong or something went completely different to what you're expecting, you had to react very quickly. And as an organization, recombine your efforts and say, right, what are we going to do now that this situation's here? We've got to solve this by the end of this shift or by the end of today. Now, that heartbeat of the organization has a big impact on how your people view change. So the big question is, what can you as a leader do about it? Well, interestingly, at my time at McLaren, working with one of their clients there, a multinational um, manufacturing organization, FMCG, um, they were doing a lot in their organization as a leadership team to drive smaller batch sizes. Now, that hasn't wasn't just for the fact that they were trying to drive performance in their organization, because smaller batch sizes in manufacturing mean more changeovers. More changeovers means more downtime for your, for your uh, plants, and therefore it's going to impact performance. But what it does is it drives innovation, and it says, right, if we need these smaller batch sizes or, or this uh, strategic priority that we're going to do, then what are you going to do about it, organization? How are you going to change such that you can react to this when this world changes? There were a lot of reasons why they were trying to do that, lots of, lots of customization of orders for um, their customers, which is a big strategic driver for them. But it was also, as a leadership team, they recognized the fact that they had an impact on the pace of change in their organization. And by setting these targets, by adding that little bit of pressure, not putting too much pressure on, but a little bit of challenge as to what can you do? Seeing as we're going to be going in this direction, what can you do to make change? What are you going to do? How are you going to react? And that in itself drove change in that organization at a pace that they hadn't seen before. And that was really interesting to me. And I think it's really interesting some of the other organizations I've worked in, in banking, in the service industry, in public sector. Think about the heartbeat of your organization. If you were to go into one of your senior leadership meetings now and say, we need to make a big change. How long would typically people be looking at um, making that change over? Would it be over the next quarter? Would they naturally say, oh, you know, yes, we can put that into next year's plans. We can put that into next month's. Or would they be talking about next week? What can we do next week? What, what can we do today? What can we do within the next couple of days to drive that change? So as a leader, you've got the ability to, first of all, take a pulse check. What is that heartbeat of my organization? If I stand back and think, how quickly are we driving change? What is it about this organization that is impacting the rate of change for me? And what can we do about it? And it might well be just challenging in those meetings. You say you can, you need to uh, next month to do this. What's stopping you from getting it done next week? You say this is a next quarter priority or something for next year. What is it 
how would we get it into next month? So you're challenging back in that organization. You're putting that pressure on. You're not, you've got to be careful with any uh, pulse check as well as you don't want that heart rate to go too high. Otherwise, people are going to collapse and the, the, the organization will fall over. But you've also got to do something about it. If you let that heart rate and that rate of change drop so low, it's going to really kill you, in, particularly in times of change. When things like COVID hit, when the market changes externally, you need to be able to react. And you can be doing something now, even if your organization is currently stable, you can be doing something now to impact the rate of change and the attitude to change in your teams. As always, I'd love to be able to help. If, uh, if you just want to talk this through, if you'd like me to come and see what my view is on the heart rate of your organization and the rate of change that I'm seeing in your organization, please do give me a shout. I'd love to, to talk it through and see what, uh, how I can help and what insights I can bring to you and your teams. As always, reach out to me on www.paulteasdale.co.uk and book that 30 minute free conversation. You know, let's have a chat about it. Let's see what's driving change in your organization and what lessons can we bring to you so that you can impact the rate of change and the attitude to change in your teams. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Helping You Perform podcast. If you found value in this episode, please take a moment to like, share or review the podcast. You can reach out to me at any time, either through LinkedIn or through my website at www.paulteasdale.co.uk. I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.